Welcome back for another nerdy episode where books and drinking go hand in hand. And where foreshadowing and bizarre theories are all the buzz. Now get ready as we crack open and crack up over our new novels. I'm Aiden Galloway. I'm Bryn Plyler. And this is Sips and Subtext. The following podcast contains strong language, references to alcohol and sexual behavior, and books and characters we don't own. Hey guys, welcome back for another episode. We're so excited that you're back with us. Aiden, how you doing? I've been better. Overall, <laughs> not bad. Uh, stool's not going too bad, but my dogs decided in the essentially like Kohler sack neighborhood that we live in to find the only skunk there and all get sprayed <laughs> at 1030 on a Thursday night. So that was something I had to deal with. They each got at least three baths, each Oof. dog. Mm. Uh, it fun, was a fun. time. And yeah. So my dog, who normally like sleeps in the bed with me, she got kicked out for a couple of nights. She's Aww. back in now. She was very confused, <laughs> but it was Poor it Pixie. was really bad. My mom and I both were like gagging at the smell. <laughs> it was really bad. Ugh, dang, Ugh, so sorry. Mm. It's it's dogs. You, you never know what they're they're just gonna pull that type of shit out of there, <laughs> out of nowhere. They'll just do it just for fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How have you been? I have been really, really good, actually. Um, Alex and I went home for the weekend from Miami. We went back home to Lancaster, and um, some steps were taken in the relationship. So we are actually engaged now. Yay! And yeah, so it's exciting. I We've been talking about this for about a year and it's finally happened and I'm very excited and I'm just, I got my, my wedding planning book in today and I'm super excited about it. <sighs> Cause this is a big deal since this is the career you want to go yes. into wedding planning. So right. planning your own. Yes. This is, this is like been my dream since I was five, not just to plan a wedding, but to plan my own. Mm -hmm. Um, and when Alex brought up, uh, you know, do you want to get, like, he mentioned, you know, do you want to get married last May? And, um, <laughs> and, you know, me, in my, in our relationship at up until that point, I had not mentioned marriage, but he said it. And then I just went he, spiraling downwards. It was in the planning. can of worms. It was. He opened the can of worms. And so I started planning and all of this stuff. And, uh, you know, it took him a little while to, to catch up to me. But we are officially engaged. We've got a date set and everything. And we're really excited so, about it. Just so because we're releasing these a little bit later than we record. What mm -hmm. date did he actually ask you? Because I think the time difference is important to know. Right. Yeah. He actually asked me on February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, the most sexy day of the year, President's Day. It was just lovely. Um, no, but he got my sisters involved. My dad was involved, um, which is just that made me happier than anything. Him getting my family involved. Um, he went to the venue that I worked at for, for a couple months and actually had them help. And they gave us champagne and charcuterie boards and they actually got a, um, they hired a photographer to hide and take pictures of us during it, which neither of us knew. Alex didn't even know that, but it was just great. It was, the pictures turned out great. It was a great night and he did a wonderful job. He will say that he messed it up, but no, I thought it was lovely. It was I think perfect. he did a good job. I seen the pictures and then you actually called me right after yep, it happened. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was not a long conversation. It was mostly just me screaming and staring every <laughs> running everyone. around your house. <laughs> I literally staring the dog, staring my mom. Everyone was just confused. But congratulations. Thank I know you. I know how I've known you guys for a lot of your relationships. So I know how yeah. big of a deal this is for you guys. Yeah. And on air, 
I, I want to ask you, Aiden, will you be my bridesmaid? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> I actually have like a gift that I'm going to give you, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you now. So, yeah. Well, and let's talk about you. something else because I actually will cry if we don't. Yeah, we don't. we're <clears throat> we're both a, a, a close to emotional emotions, just emotions in general. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's go into some podcast house teaching keeping then i think you wanted to mention something about episode editing and yeah so you know we are not releasing episodes um much we're releasing episodes much later than we are actually recording them and because of this this is because we are not professional software editors we are not not. professionals (laughs) at editing audio so you know the first couple episodes i both of us have edited and they're a little choppy and there've been some skips and everything. We are trying to take as long as we can before we actually publish these episodes to make sure that they are perfect and, or as close to perfect as possible for people who don't do this for a living. And we just want, you know, all of you to know that there may be mistakes. Please don't judge us on these mistakes, but we're learning. We're growing. Eventually, hopefully we will get to the point where we, are not, you know, having skips and jumps and everything in our audio. But I just wanted to put that out there. And I think there's been a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you guys won't hear that because of the final project you'll product you'll be delivered. That is us adding and learning based on having some test listeners, adding things mm-hmm. to make everything flow much clearly much more clearly than mm-hmm. the original product that we thought was good enough to release. So while you guys might think it's a little weird and we both listen to a lot of podcasts, we are kind of with you on that, that it will be a, a couple of months before you hear that when you're hearing February compared on when it's the correct time for you guys, mm-hmm. just know it was with the intention that we give you the best final product we possibly right. could in the end. Yes. Thank you. I think you summarized that better than I did. No, you did a good job. (laughs) Yeah, but I definitely wanted to say that because uh, Alex and I were re-listening to one of the very first episodes today. And I was like, wait a second. I said more in that little section. Where did it go? I don't remember editing that out. Oh, no. And that happened like three or four times. So I'm going to have to go back to our original audio and try and find those specific sections and add those back in, which will be very time consuming, but it, it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah. And I think, I think that's good. And kind of remembering like I, uh, part of this podcast is drinking, but I think it's very clear when you listen to these audios that we're never so drunk or anything that Mm -hmm. we're incomprehensible or not remembering things the same day. That's not the point of this Mm -hmm. point is to critique things and make jokes, but also Mm -hmm. like incorporate a little bit of, fun sips in there as well and i think that's also a benefit to going back and re-listening to our work is that we can be like hey no there's something that we edited out because we didn't think we needed at the time but it actually makes this whole thing flow a little bit better right yes so i think there, there was something that you wanted to discuss about the author of our book yes so this will show you how much I've been really staying away from any type of spoilers for this book, mm-hmm. because I'm normally one of the first people kind of to be up on, I don't want to say cancel culture, but being aware of who's <laughs> doing problematic things mm-hmm. and what they are and when they need to be addressed. So Sarah J. Mass is fairly problematic, I would say. And I just wanted to address that. We didn't know that when we chose this book. This book was very much just chosen out of convenience. This doesn't it excuse um, anything she's done and we just want to put it out there that we don't so I'll just you guys can do more research on each of these few things but just a very short list of things that she's done it's a very undiverse cast which I believe that we mentioned in the last episode we discussed that there has been literally no one of color mm-hmm. it halfway through the book essentially at this right point. yes uh, it's very white fantasy worlds. Um, in one of her other series, the Throne of Blast series, they're the only um, person of color who's a female gets essentially killed off for the right, white main character's um, development. And mm-hmm. that's like, 
what are you doing? Um, it's very much <laughs> uh-huh. white savior trope. Um, there's abusive relationships that get idealized um, mm-hmm. by sexual characters and people who are of the LGBTQ are either not in the books or mm-hmm. don't have any significant character in the books. Same thing with sex workers. They tend to be demonized. And I think what's the most important thing and why I'm addressing this for this author is that there have been several authors like Cassandra Clare who have had similar things been brought up against them mm-hmm. and actually listen to the critique, mm-hmm. see the issues and what they have done. And when they write in the future, make adjustments to involve more people to make a more diverse character list and a more realistic world, even if they are writing in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um SJM has not done that from what I've seen. Um, and I think that's an important critique to make that our, at least in my mind, my job is not to cancel people. If someone is doing something that's ignorant or uneducated, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this as <laughs> a very privileged white woman, um, you need to have them address them and address their privilege. And then they should be moving to reeducate and learn from their mistakes. And Mm -hmm. that is the reason why I'm bringing up this author and saying that I personally probably will not support her very much more with my money in the future um, because of all these issues. And I recommend everyone listening to do their research and make a decision based on what they believe Mm -hmm. um, is right there. Um, If you really do want to read the series and I encourage you to read along with us, rent it from your local library. Like that will every book that is rented from your local library brings more money to them. And mm-hmm. that's I personally I would rather my money go to an important institution such as public libraries than right. to this author who has not tried to repent or correct any of her past mistakes. Right. I agree with you. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um supporting the libraries, I mean. Um <laughs> So we are not reading this book was not a active decision to support this author. It was a Correct. series we both had um, and a book we both had wanted to read. Um, mm-hmm. So going in the future, we plan to make the authors that we list to a much more diverse, smaller. I think we kind of wanted to prefer to stick with female authorship, but that could fain, mm-hmm. change in the future. But mm-hmm. I think we're going to do a little bit more research and try to incorporate more right, diverse yes. minority viewpoints when we move forward, just learning from this experience. Right. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Um, so let's go ahead and move into something a little bit more upbeat. The drink of the episode is first of all, disgusting. Second of all, <laughs> we chose it. We chose Other people it. may like it. We just made a poor decision. Yeah, we don't like root beer. Neither of us like root beer. So the drink is called Bite Me, um, which is very relevant to the chapters that we're about to read. Um, and there, it has three ingredients. It's orange soda, root beer, and rum. And I just... I and I would like to note it's equal parts each of those yes, ingredients. Correct. So mm-hmm. the root beer and the rum just are one and it's very yes. overpowering. The yes. Fanta or the orange soda, excuse me, I use Fanta, but mm-hmm. insert orange soda here. Uh it's very <laughs> it's not helping very much. Right, yeah. Least, not to me. Yeah. I oh I the actual recipe says one ounce of each of the ingredients. So I did one ounce of each of the ingredients and it only filled my cup halfway. So I was like, okay, well, it's almost, I think originally supposed to be like a, not a, like a whiskey sour an old fashioned type cocktail. It's right. only half your glass. But since we're on here for an hour, we yeah did not just follow the base recipe. Correct. So I did, I doubled the recipe and it just makes it doubly disgusting but that's okay i'll get through it you might hear some groans and grunts and you know general just sounds because we don't like it but you know we chose it based on what it's called not based on how much we like it and we've been very lucky the last four episodes we've liked all of our drinks but i at some point we probably knew it was going to get to this 
Listen, we knew at some point we were going to get something we didn't like. And also, mm-hmm. I, in my mind, I was just like, oh, I used to be a really picky eater. And I, that's when I didn't like root beer. So surely I've grown out of that. Right, yeah. No. I was not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not grown out of it. I don't, I don't know why. I didn't think picky eater, like, because we're, we're both kind of picky eaters, but. Oh, I'm definitely a picky eater. Like, I don't. Is that a thing picky eaters don't like? Is root beer? I feel like that's a kid thing, that kids like root beer. I have no idea. It's just spicy Coke to me. Does <laughs> that make sense to anyone yes. else? <laughs> I, so when we went, Alex and I went to Publix and actually and got all of the ingredients for this today. Well, we already had the rum, but we got the, the orange soda and the root beer. And he actually bought a four pack of flavored root beer and has been drinking them throughout the day. And I'm like, that is disgusting. Are you kidding me? Sarah Jermoss, down, thumbs down. <laughs> root beer, bite me. Thumbs down. <laughs> down. I think yeah. bite me. If bite me was Coke instead of root beer, I think I would like it. I think it just needs it. I don't know if that's something else, though, also. Yeah. There's probably a drink that's rum, rum and Coke and Fanta, and it's called something mm-hmm. else, but. Probably. Well, let's move on. Do you want to try and do the, the chapter summaries? So, chapter 19 starts with so it's right after (laughs) they um leave the glen and it's a lot on her finally going to the art gallery that he has and experienced the art gallery and i think that really showed her passion for the art and then by re actually being able to invest in her real passion which is painting she Mm -hmm. realizes all the abuses and all the lack of respect that she experienced at home Mm -hmm. and that helped her start to connect a lot more with Tamlin, especially discussing, I believe this is when he discussed his background and how he ended up becoming the High Lord. So we get more background on Tamlin. Yeah. Along with some very dirty poems for some reason. Right. Yeah. I I mean, I thought the poems were a nice touch, but I mean, a little weird touch, but nice. Yeah. And then it starts discussing the uh, right, the Kalan May, Kalan May, Kalan May, the a big event that's going on with the fairy. And mm-hmm. at the end of the chapter, um, a courtier of a queen, the magical she we've been hearing so much about, is essentially threatening both Lucian and Tomlin to make sure this event goes correctly. And fairs like. What What's going on? What is this event? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next chapter, the event occurs. Helen May occurs. We find out some more background in it. She gets almost sexually assaulted by three fairy and is saved by the an emo love of my life. <laughs> it has to be reasoned. Oh, my oh, gosh. It's, it's, it's such reason. But he's not named. I was so, so happy. I was so We don't so know for sure. Happy. Yeah, we I actually don't know screamed sure. in the car when I read about that. And Alex was driving. We were driving back home from from South Carolina, and we're on ninety five. And Alex was just like, "Why? Why? Like you're gonna make us wreck?" But I was just happy. I was so happy. Yes. So she gets saved by emo, the most beautiful reason. man she's ever seen. Literally a quote, and I'm like, "Oh yes. yeah." So. She's ending up with Tamlin. Okay, so sure, whatever, Moss, whatever. Yeah. Uh, then after she stays with him, they have a, a little flirty conversation. And then Lucian finds her, thank God, and yes. takes her back to the house. Not with a horse, just over his arm like a sack of yes. potatoes. And then we find out the background of Colin mm-hmm. May, which is essentially a spring uh, solstice event, mm-hmm. um, which has a lot of sex and mating and yes. to enable Just a growth of plants orgy. essentially it's an orgy yes <laughs> it's a plant growing orgy um and at the end of that chapter tamlin comes back having taken part in the orgy as the high lord and uh bites her neck therefore yes. the uh, our drink our drink hence um, our drink showing how much sexual attraction he has and at the end she slaps him and walks away Yes, I was so proud of her for that. I was, I was like, too, because I was getting real mad. I was so mad. Okay, <sighs> okay, we really say this stressed. is a summary, Bryn. <laughs> I know. Okay, chapter I, twenty-two. I suck at summaries. She's so upset. She continues um, to be upset. She makes jokes at Tamlin. They not kiss and make up. They don't kiss, but they make up. 
Um, she finally wears a dress and then takes Tomlin to the gallery to show all the paintings and kind of shows how much of her history she's putting behind through her paintings. And Tamlin connects with her in the emotion he sees through those paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yes. And then she didn't lock her bedroom door, which we're getting somewhere, guys. Mm-hmm. And then the last chapter we read was chapter 23. It was a very short chapter. Essentially, Tamlin and her went to another glen. It did not have the starlight pool, but it was another glen where she, he uses his magic on her and she finally experiences the world as the Fae does and starts to see his beauty for what every other Fae sees and not what he's clamoring her to see. Yeah. And he tries to get her to kiss him and she just yeah. kisses her hand and then they fall asleep together, essentially. The yeah. end. That was what we read this time. Yes. I. It took everything in me to be like, I'm not going to read on. And just because like I, ch- because chapter 23 was such a short chapter, I was just like, no, you can't leave it on that. That was just, uh. <sighs> but I thought, I think we're getting into the meat of the story. I'm really excited about it. It's finally getting good. Well, Tamlin was... definitely wants to get his meat in some way. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the beep beep beep? That's all, folks. That's what I just sounded like. Okay, <laughs> you weren't expecting me to go there so fast. Who but, is that? Um, uh, but yes, Porky the Pig. Porky yes, Pig. yes, from Looney Tunes. Yeah, Looney Tunes. Yep. Yeah. So I was. This was a very stressful couple couple of chapters because you know I mean it wasn't very nineteen was fine, but twenty whenever you know, the, the assault and the attempted rape happened. I was real stressed. And then like, I did not like her going to it. I would have been, I would have been perfectly fine. I would have been curious, but I would have been perfectly fine staying in my room and not Brynn, going to that. Brain would I have gone? Yes. Yeah, I know I would have, I would, yeah. but I would have gotten murdered. Hell I, murdered. I, but I would have been perfectly fine staying in my, in my chamber with my door locked, I would have been perfectly fine. I would have, I mean, kept all the windows open to try and hear stuff, but I am too much of a scaredy cat to actually go and act and see what is going on. And so I, I was stressed out the things. whole time. Stressed so out I the whole gone. time. Oh, no. I was very stressful, especially the three Faye and... Yes. I think one thing I will say about Moss is that she left it vague enough that I think like, you definitely knew what was going on, but I think it was done in a reasonable way. It wasn't very, like, in your face that you're about to get raped, which... There's a there's a point where it can be very triggering to some people mm-hmm. and yeah. where it can just be, like, this is a part of the story. I, in this case, I'm more okay, but I think a lot of authors use attempted rape and sexual assault as just a plot mechanism it kind of made sense in this case, but I also have huge issues with the whole right in general. I think it's a, it's just dumb. <laughs> it's very like, it's very like fertility ritual of the earth. Like I think it's probably yeah. based in some like old fertility cults, but <laughs> really, is that what we're doing now? But how heteronormative do you have to be? Cause it's very much like, I'm like, what if the high Lord was gay? What if mm-hmm. the High Lord was a woman? But it's just very... <laughs> like, really, is that what we needed? Some, like, hunting prey dynamics in, in our book? Yeah. And somehow that makes plants grow? Is that what we're doing now? Yeah. I will say that, like, Tamlin, you know, he was growing on me. But this these five mm-hmm. chapters were a freaking roller coaster. Like, I was like... 19 he was fine 20 he plummeted 21 still plummeting 22 eh, i i i mean i don't find i also i looked up fan art of him i don't find him attractive well i mean agree but neither of us like our type isn't blondes normally so like that's not that i think the dichotomy between like he is the son and 
Reese and not Reese, and we don't know that yet, is the darkness, is the mm-hmm. night. I think that's an interesting dichotomy that I'm sure will be brought up in later books, if not this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was very much... One thing I didn't understand about Feyre's mindset is just like, is magic supposed to be like alcohol where it just excuses you being an asshole? Because that's very much what it seems to be is just magic changes you as a person. And it, I don't, it didn't seem as though he was possessed necessarily because he did have control over himself. She still knew it was him. And yet she just forgave him for doing these like aggressively and, really territorial brutish that's an actual word that she used was territorially bit her i no i'm so glad she slapped him because Mm -hmm. i was like no don't you claim me as your territory we hardly know each other it's only been two months excuse you i yeah i don't know I just think that using magic as an excuse for a guy to just be an yeah. asshole is not a good excuse. I don't think there's mm-hmm. any excuse for anyone to ever be an asshole, like drunk, high, whatever. You're still making an active decision. And I think that's true here. And so I, I agree. I'm very glad that she slapped him. But I also think she was very much willing to just look past Let it. it. Yeah, I know. And he did, and he did change. He did apologize, which is just very classic like oh i bought you a bouquet of roses we're good now right like that's very much how it <laughs> felt which is like no you bit me we're not dating you scared the shit out of me because i've been scared of Faye all my life like you know what i feel like that brought up some more trauma for her mm-hmm. but we just lost over it because he got her some white roses and that's yeah. not realistic nor should it be to me correct i agree i don't really get her I don't even think that he has enough of a good personality. Like he's, he's not necessarily funny. I haven't found a lot of his stuff to be funny. Like, I don't think that his personality is like outshining, you know, all of the bad stuff. Like he might be cute. He might be, or I guess attractive, sexy, whatever you want to call it. But like, I don't think that that excuses any of his actions. I don't think that his personality is attractive enough for her to be like i'm into this guy no matter what he does to me i think a lot of it has to do is one their shared trauma and their kind of understanding of having to be the provider and having burdens that were not meant for them being placed upon them and living with that i think that provides a very deep connection for both of them and then two i think it's the first guy who's found her attractive and wanted her not just out of convenience, mm-hmm. which is what I got. What's his name? Jacob? Is that his name? Am I making things up? What's his name? Jacob? The, who's the guy she fucked? Fuck, like Isaac. An animal. Isaac. Isaac. Jacob. I don't know. I knew it was Throwing some Throwing out some biblical names. All right. <laughs> some boring white man's name. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Not, obviously, it's originally not a white man's name, but I feel like. Jacob definitely is at this point. Yeah, some good <laughs> biblical name. Okay. We learn more about marriage versus mating for the high fae. Like, you know, his parents didn't actually marry. They mated. They had, like, their mating Which, ceremony. The concept of soulmates, then, is really interesting because his a- dad was an asshole. That that was yeah. made very clear. It was the same evolution dad who killed the love of his life at this point. Right, yes. And... His mom just did nothing to stop it because they were soulmates. I'm sorry, but when I think soulmates, it's not just someone who goes along with whatever mm-hmm. you want to do and turns a blind eye. It's someone who yeah. is constantly building and They're developing you. They're supposed to you. be your equal, like the, mm-hmm. the, your, the yin to your yang. Like you're supposed to be able to... Be better together. Offset, yeah, be better together, offset the other person's bad qualities. Like... Yeah, I feel like that didn't add up there. They should, the mom should have said something. Like, she should have been the angel if he was the devil and tried, at at least tried to make it fair, loving, anything but what it was. I think that Tamlin's mom should have been, if he, if he technically was Tamlin's father's equal, she was Tamlin's father's equal. I think that she should have done a better job at 
keeping him in check mm-hmm. because according to Tamlin, he was just raging all the time, like just a bad person. He kept slaves, which if again, if she was his equal and therefore like the opposite of him, that should not have been okay with her. But I don't know if that's just, you know, that's what you grow up that grow up with. That's what you know, type thing. I don't know. But yeah, uh, I don't. that's never an excuse. I know, like just I because agree. you've grown. Yeah. And I, I think his brothers had the same thing. Like he, that was the reason why he showed Let her, her the other side of the treaty, treaty is because he was like, I am not my father. I'm not my yeah. brothers. Which that made me like him a little more. It did. But then, you know, he went right back down the hill with, you know, uh, the whole. I'm not putting you against thing. the wall with my mouth on your neck. Yeah. And I, I think the fact that, like, they've made subtle references to that he's attracted to her, but, like, this is very, like, overtly, like, he would want you in his bed right now. Yeah. Like, Lucian's carrying her over his shoulder, running as fast as he can away from the Which, the by the way, I thought that it was interesting that she was, like, running much faster than he should have been able to because it took her a long time or a decent amount of time to get from the manor to where the great right was happening. And Lucian got her back to the house in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that that was interesting that they all of a sudden have speedy power speed. And that like, just may be speed. something that they haven't shown yet, or maybe that's just a Lucian thing. I don't know. Yeah. It made I me just... wonder because like, why are you riding horses if you can run faster than the horse? Because his legs would get tired. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that That is something that man would say, and you know it. It is. <laughs> and I love it him is. for it, but it is him. But also, uh, they're just like very overtly saying, oh yeah, he'd be like, if the magic came over, he's you're the only one he would want. I was just like, well, how did we get here? I thought we were just like flirting around, and now all of a sudden he's like, no, you will be my mate tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's very... I know they spent a a lot more time together. That is something we should mention there. There was a time step of a couple of weeks, maybe like a month, a month and a half, maybe. I don't know. That's why I was saying two months because like up until the point that he got the, the paint supplies, it had only been like two or three weeks that she'd been there. And then she, at the beginning of 19, she basically says like, you know, uh, the next few weeks, it's the spring equinox, not the spring Weeks solstice. past the days melted together. So, like, weeks, we at least know it's two. A minimum well, said, of two. A minimum. I think about a month is probably fair. Yeah. I don't know that so, for sure, but I feel I a feel month that and a half bones. to two months since they met. You can't fall in love with someone in that amount of time. Like, it's just. Let's just be real. Hamlin's horny. Yeah. And the magic took advantage of that. And yeah. I mean, obviously it didn't obviously happen. Obviously whomever yeah, whomever he did was forced mate to with. mate with. Not we shouldn't use the word mate less. It was just sex because maintains a whole thing yeah. to them. So. Yeah, true. Um but she wanted it. Like it was an honor. Like she was happy to that he it wasn't forced on the girl that he actually slept with like yeah it was consensual as consensual as having the humongous pressure of having to have sex therefore the crops will grow as much as that can be consensual and not considered uh forcing but (laughs) but again if that's what you grow up knowing and once you come of age and you're like it's a great honor to and like if he's very attractive you know probably all of the fairies all of the female fairies are just like yeah i want some of that like that's true. They are it probably sounds like he's glowing like the sun, sans mm-hmm. glamour. So he's a very. I don't think that's normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put that out there that that might be a <laughs> an interesting aspect we should pay attention to. Yeah. No, I um, I definitely think that it was consensual, and I think that it was. I just think it's weird. I don't like the great right. I don't like Callan May. I just thought it was just weird it's see here's why i think it's weird and you'll also think it's even more weird because it seems very much anyone who reads a lot of fan fiction will know what i'm talking about that sarah j mass just picked up a fan fiction that's alpha beta omega dynamics 
which is a whole like weird section of fan fiction where there's like um very dominant people very submissive people there's a whole like biological thing it's supposed to be part of werewolves and supernatural originally i believe and she just decided oh yeah i can make this sexy and it didn't really work mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's it, reading it the whole time i'm like am i like where am i on fanfiction.com right now where am i <laughs> <laughs> yeah i yeah i don't know i these five chapters were very good i really did enjoy reading them um they had they had me stressed out the entire time i did not like the the three Faye. I loved what happened after that. The most beautiful man she's ever seen. I mean, come on. who? It doesn't get better than that. Um, but then, you know, it went back downhill with all the whole Lucian dragging her back or taking her back. And then Tamlin finding her immediately after it's over and, you know, coming on to her, basically. I didn't like that she was into it either. Like, she, she kept trying to seem like she wasn't saying, you know, I don't want any of your why would I want to be your sloppy seconds um, and you know, things of that nature? But I don't know. I No, it, it was just not well done at all. It's very much a, yeah. I think Lucian, honestly, like Lucian was very honest about the whole situation and what he did was right. She definitely should not have stayed there. That yep, would have yep, yep, yep. totally been horrible for yeah, her whether or not ruined the entire rest of the book like we wouldn't whether have or not a rest she of was the book sexually attracted to him in the first yeah. place it, it very much was not it would not have been consensual for her i mm-hmm. don't think he, no matter how much she was attracted to him yeah i think, I think we, that did move it along though but yes, i think that that shouldn't do, have moved it along like i think that that made her more attracted to him knowing that he did have sex with someone else and it could have been her. I think that that attri- actually makes her more that attracted he to him. That actually wanted her. Yeah. Not the whoever else she, it was. She, ground, she grinded up against him while he was holding her to the wall with his mouth. Like, I that grossed me out. And then yeah. she slapped him. So, I don't know. So, she balanced out in that situation. Because I think at a certain point, not that she was drunk or anything, but at a certain point... You're you're almost so so surprised by it that you act instinctually like, oh yeah, I am attracted to this guy, therefore I'm gonna act like this way. And then her brain kind of caught up, and she's like, yeah. oh no, this is BS. Why is yeah. he doing this to me? Get off me! And that's when the slapping came from. Yeah. Overall, Tamlin in that situation, bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just bad. bad, just bad. But then I didn't like that because of that situation. She was like, I'm gonna make him want me more. Therefore, I'm gonna wear a dress and show him my art and then he's gonna get jealous over (laughs) the one picture that has color because it was of her and isaac in the barn and it was her one escape and he got jealous and then she was like you shouldn't get jealous you were just with another woman and yeah it just was that whole deal that pissed me off but oh my note on that was magic doesn't excuse you for being a controlling dick and then on the next chapter it was seemed like they were very much blaming her for being there in the first place, and that's why you went wild for her scent. Yeah, which, I'm sorry. Th- let's not victim blame here. Was my note like, what do you mean? <laughs> and also on the dress part, I said character growth of the dress, which I do think is a character growth thing that she was will- even willing to try and address. Mm-hmm. Not that that should be a big deal, but apparently it is. Right, yeah. And then my next note was, thank God for men with a rolling eyes emoji. <laughs> that I drew myself. I'll send you a picture of it because I'm impressed by my drawing ability. <laughs> yes, please do. But I think, yeah, and he was jealous, kind of jealous, kind of understanding of the, because I think she very much was just like, like, he was territorial in that sense as well. But I think it was quickly resolved that, it was a matter of convenience and just release, not a matter of love or emotions, mm-hmm. anything like that, which I think at this point they are developing some emotional bond, whether it's love and not just, hey, you have the same trauma I do. Let's connect. Right, yeah. Different story. But she didn't have any of that with Isaac. That's true. I and I do think 
her using her art to get through some of the trauma of her past and show the beauty and what she's mm-hmm. been through. I, I did like that. I think that I was like a really well-written part of Feyre's character and how she's starting to grow in confidence and kind of a little bit more self-love, I would say. I think she's mm-hmm. starting to see herself as a worthy participant in the world, not just someone who's there to perform a duty and then one day she, she'll die and be at peace. I think she's starting to develop her own self-worth, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah, no, I definitely liked reading about her painting. I liked I liked her describing everything. Um, whenever she was drawing the Ator, I thought that that was, you know, her saying, you know, I went after drawing it, I went back to my chamber and lit all of the candles to chase away the shadows. And like, I thought that that was really cool. The way that that Moss worded that. And um, yeah, I liked the painting. I like, I'm not necessarily very artistic myself, but I like it. I like looking at it. I like hearing about it. Um, And I like others who can. I think that that's an awesome, you know, uh, gift that you have. And I liked, I liked reading about it. I thought that that was really fun. I think also what it should, because she's not the most communicative person. She mm-hmm. doesn't know how to express her emotions very well. It's more snide comments and sarcasm, which I, I totally understand. I'm with you there too, girl. But I think having the ability to express her emotions and her feelings through the art and then having someone else who's able to meet that and see that and within the art. And understand them. And yeah. understand it's it's just an interesting way. Yeah, it's it's an interesting way to do dialogue, and I think that's true for a lot of people who put their emotions to the art. If they can't communicate in real life, that's what they will do, and that's very realistic. And I mm-hmm. I did enjoy that because I felt like that was an interest way interesting way to almost have dialogue with no words spoken, and that shows really good character interaction to me. That mm-hmm. not everything needs to be said. It's just some things are communicated both the reader and between each other that isn't just in quotation marks. Right. Yeah. I agree. So why don't we pivot to the man of the hour, our dark knight in shiny. Oh Palmer, my goodness. Who definitely isn't recent. Cause we shouldn't know that name. Who's recent. Never heard of that man. What are you talking about? He was in the pronunciation guide in the back. Who else yeah. is it? We've oh, already well, met well, everybody else except for Amarantha. And oh, Amarantha yeah, yeah. is just, de- that's definitely a female name. Like, come on. It's the most unnecessary female name I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. I agree. I don't like that name. It's not. I'm trying to get to his. It's not doing it for me. His. I'm trying to get to their dialogue. There it is. Okay. The way she describes him, if anyone that's my favorite quote to read this whole, I won't read that quote then. This whole book and be like, oh yeah, she's gonna end up with Tomlin after reading this. Yeah, just very like yeah, no, that was a total pivot point. Like uh, obviously she's gonna end up with the man. He's the most beautiful man. He's ever like every description she has of him is just like. Mm-hmm. I I've fallen in love. <laughs> like it's yeah, love. love at first sight. <laughs> Omg, yeah. No, as soon as I read that, I was like, first of all, I know who this is because both you and I thought that uh, Recent was supposed to be the love interest at the beginning. Whenever mm-hmm. we first, before we read the back, before we knew anything really about well, it. It was one of the few spoilers we actually, right. things we knew about the book in the yeah. first place. Yes. And, you know, I just, how can you even, I feel like that was almost a bad thing on Moss's part to put that in there to be so forward with being like damn miss this man is fine like best man i've ever seen like most beautiful man ever like his his eyes are so dark they're practically violet like even in fire and just every description like yeah it's all related to the night but like right that obviously does not turn off Feyre at all like right, every yeah. step I think a couple of comments I think she makes about being afraid that he was just as bad as the other three fairy I think that's that's a fair reaction that doesn't yeah. I don't think that necessarily says anything about recent as much as it says about the fact that she was just almost right yeah <laughs> and agreed. had that yeah. trauma 
-hmm. I do like that she was still very close off to him after that experience instead of just being like oh this man saves me i'm gonna fall into his arms Correct. thank god yeah. thank yeah. god a man was there which thank god he was there thank god anyone right, yeah. was there to save her from yep. that but to not just automatically be like oh my knight in shining armor i do want to say that i think that resend was there because he also caught her scent and because this was just an orgy of the flesh that i think that he was trying to seek her out and those three guys just got there before him. I think that he would have gone about it in a totally different way. He wouldn't have just grabbed her and like tried to shove her to the ground. I think that he would have tried to court her and, you know, at least get flirted. Her to, yeah, I think that he would have flirted with her and like at least attempted Which he was to doing. So yeah, but I do think that he was there because he smelled her and was attracted to her scent and. I'm glad he was there, but I do think that that's why he was there. The scenting thing just also makes me very uncomfortable. Like, there's something to, like, I think it's when you're already attracted to a guy. If you, like, smell him and he smells you, you're like, oh, that's the most attractive thing you've ever done. Yeah. But just, like, it's like you're trying to convince us that the Fae are almost more human than humans at a certain point, And yet you're making them have sets orgies and scenting and biting people because magic it makes it okay like it's very is this what she thinks men are like that men are just like <laughs> allowed to bite whoever they want and get away with it and women are just like oh that was sexy like no uh, i don't mm. necessarily agree with that and i think mm. maybe that's true that he scented her i think the spoiler we know, we know there's a love triangle between him and Damlin. Maybe they're both like sensing her and thinking, oh, this could be my mate. And then they find out she's human. And that's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Do we even, we don't even, we still don't even know if that's possible. If like you can actually mate with a human. Oh, I know some spoilers. I are at least a lot of people I've seen cosplaying as Feyre points, puts pointy ears. So I think. Uh, yeah at yeah, some I've, point something someone's gonna, gonna change her yeah if that's how it works apparently fairies are vampires i don't know how anything works but i think even if she wasn't i think they've never said explicitly that they can't mate with a human so yeah. i think that would still be a possibility and something that they'd be like i wonder i if, didn't know this was possible but i love you yeah i wonder if like the mating process actually happens and that is what changes her Mm. I don't know. I don't either. Mm. I think this did develop a lot of story. I think one thing I think we should talk about a little bit more is the she and the, the actor, actor, which he was scary. <laughs> he like was that. scary. I didn't like that. <laughs> yes, that was when I started feeling stressed out. I was like, the last two pages of nineteen were like. It was nice. It was, you know, there was a little bit of a mood swing. There's some sexual tension in the garden. Then, you know, you learn more about his background and he follows her into the woods. And then all of a sudden he's like, hide, don't move, don't come out. Lucian, where are you? Let's go. And like, then what, how did she describe it? It was like his talking was like cutting through her head or something. It was a very, very disgusting um, um, description that I was like that is just a low disembodied voice and entirely invisible pretty much until like, he left it by the yeah. sound of it and I mean deep sounds and like this other high lady queen it's a bit of a I don't want to use the word bitch because I'm trying to reclaim that word I don't like that that's used only against women but an asshole she's just an asshole yeah there you go yeah, I, yeah. the Ator was very, very scary. And if it made Tamlin nervous, that makes me very, very nervous as to what the heck she's going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, it was very much explained, which I think I mentioned in a previous episode with the Wingless Fairy, that I thought maybe she was killing these to try to find a cure for the Blight. But no, it's just she's killing them to make a point, which I think is almost worse in yeah. a way. Mm -hmm. That she's just... I mean, I think it's more understandable. We've definitely seen things like that just in 
in this world, people just doing horribly vicious things to other people to prove points to other people. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to like her. And I <laughs> wonder if, because I'm already thinking that the court of knights, I think is one of the bad courts, the one towards the north that felt bad to her from that, the night court, or I feel like she might be from the night court or maybe from one of the under the mountain courts. I think and, she's from under the mountain because I think recent is the high Lord of the night court. Oh, I was thinking, so I was thinking she was night court high lady and recent was one of her son's cousins related relations and uh -huh. he is originally gonna be an enemy and then that's our real enemies to lovers baby <laughs> interesting that'll be so, an interesting plot twist yeah but i definitely agree that he's probably from the night court because i think very one thing she does do is every fairy's aesthetic fits the court that they're from except for yes. alice a little bit just but she also doesn't get described as much as the other characters but she's not from here she's not from the spring yes, court I'm she's saying, from the summer court i wouldn't have known she was from the summer court is what i'm saying that's true because there wasn't enough description of her where i would have been like oh summer court yeah that makes sense yeah, unlike i can see that lucian which was very much autumn Tam oh yeah very much spring. definitely maybe it's just the high fae that are perfect descriptors mm. of their of their courts and yeah, not maybe. the lesser Fae. Or just the men. Because that's who... The men that's in favor are the only only ones we're really getting solid descriptions of at this that's point. That's true. That's that's fair. Do we want to move into... Do you have anything else you want to say as like final thoughts before we move into um, character think, rankings? Yeah. The only thing... I, I think you mentioned this like being frustrated. You had to stop. I actually... This is the first episode where I really agree with that where I'm really ready to just keep going <laughs> yeah um i i do i do think the pacing's improving and keeping me interested and that's that's mm -hmm. a really good thing do i think it should have taken halfway through the book for that to happen right mm, i don't uh, that can be discussed at the end of the finishing the whole book entirely but yeah yes i i'm i'm excited we're officially halfway through the book like the end of this episode we made it through chapter 23. There's 46. We are officially halfway through chapter-wise. Maybe not page-wise, but chapter-wise, we're halfway through, and that's awesome. I think we're about halfway through chapter page-wise, because it's about 400, I want to say. Around 400. Mm. It's well, 416, so we're almost right at halfway. That's awesome. I mean, I think that it, you know, it was a roller coaster ride, these five chapters, but... You know, it got me interested. I'm very, um, I'm getting invested into the story now. So, you know, I'm I'm excited to keep reading and see where it goes. Yeah, I'm too. And I think we're finally getting to the heart of some a lot of the characters where we're able to make mm -hmm. more distinct judgments and be like, hey, you're being dumb or hey, why are you doing that? More than just at the beginning, we were just like, what are you doing? Like, Feyre, yeah. why are you like this? And now yes. you're like, oh, like, oh, that's why she's like this. It makes more yes. sense and it's understandable. Right. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's my turn to do rankings first. So I'm just going to mm -hmm. do main five, I think is where we're at. So just the speaking characters from these five chapters, not including the fe three fairy. I mean, obviously they'd be last anyway, but. Yeah. I think last this chapter, these chapters is Tamlin for me mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons. Just he's just a roller coaster of a man, and they <laughs> think we're emotional and moody. Like, please, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, I'm over that. Um, I think he's if he could just stick to limerits, I think we'd be okay. Like, yeah, limits not my favorite, but it's better than neck biting and territorialism. Oh, um, yeah. Next, I think I put Lucian, just because he didn't do a lot. I think what he did do was important, but it was more of a plot necessity than necessarily any character growth or mm -hmm. interesting at that point. Mm -hmm. I he think was only his, in there for three brief moments. Like, yeah, he it's for the, the Ator. He left. Yeah, for he was there for that to back up Tamlin for the Ator. He explained. The great right, and then he was there to be like, "You bitter? What the f what?" 
Really? At least he was with us. Like, why are we just flossing over you biting her? Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Um, and then Feyre, I think she could have been stronger in some areas, but she definitely developed a lot, um, kind of her self-worth and her confidence. I think that was a really positive thing for her. Mm-hmm. And her slapping him, she would have been lower if she hadn't slapped him. Not as low as Tamlin. I agree. She's, she's the victim of the situation, but just be like, oh, this is so sexy and not take up for yourself when that was obviously bad. I yeah. think it's important. Um, then Feyre. Then I think Alice and then Resand. Alice just wasn't in here a lot. I liked learning about her being from the summer tour and kind of the political dimensions within moving from court to court and what's kind of going on beyond spring court was interesting from her. And I just love her. And yeah. then I obviously put our mystery man in black. Yes. Uh, such a flirty little emo. That's my dude right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... I, do I like his personality more than Lucian? I don't know about that, but damn if he wasn't described so attractively. Like, yeah. butter on toast. Like, yes, please. I honestly, like, I'm not even going to fight you on your on your your rankings. I think my rankings are exactly the same. Ba- and based off of everything that you said. Because Tamlin, I, he, you know, at, before chapter 19... He was rising in the rankings for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 21 and 22 just made him sink massively. And um, and then Lucian, he didn't have a lot to do, but he's still a great person. Like, I like him. Um, Feyre, she's getting more gumption. She's like, you know. She's I, growing I'm, into herself. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to like her a little more. And then Alice, you can't go wrong with Alice. And then, <sighs> I mean, how can you not like a guy who is described the way that our mystery man, who we know is recent, how can you not like him and put him at the top of this list? Just because, like, he, whether or not he was there for whatever reason, he saved her from three guys who were going to assault her and maybe do worse. He was very nice about it. He was like, is there anywhere that I can take you? you know, like where, where can I help you get back to? And, you know, then he didn't fight her whenever she was like, no, I'm leaving. He's just like, okay, well, nice to meet you. Um, although I don't think he said that, but, and then just, I mean, the most beautiful man you ever seen. Bruh. <laughs> How can you like, say no to that? Right. Like he skyrocketed to number one there. Which that could obviously change if we meet him and learn more about him. But like, there is nothing wrong with him in that in that very brief meeting of him. Nothing wrong. That's all I got to say. Okay. I agree. I, you're not saying anything I disagree with. Yeah. Um, so what was your favorite quote? I think you mentioned where it was. But yeah. read me out what your favorite quote was. My favorite quote was mystery man's actual description so at the end of chapter 20 she said i stepped out of the shelter of my savior's arm and turned to thank him standing before me was the most beautiful man i'd ever seen then chapter 21 starts off with everything about the stranger radiated sensual grace and ease high fay no doubt his short black hair gleamed like a raven's feathers offsetting his pale skin and blue eyes so deep they were even violet sorry they were violet even in the firelight they twinkled with amusement as he beheld me i that is a beautiful description they're like i don't think i've ever read a better description of a man like i just don't think i have and that was something that stuck out with me the whole time and um that i read immediately to alex in the car after i squealed and was super duper (laughs) excited about him coming into the picture finally 23 chapters in but yeah so that was my favorite quote what was yours i have i also really like that description obviously that's why it's straight number first but Mm -hmm. uh number first oh my gosh um Obviously, me hating the street did not prevent me from drinking it. Oh, um, mine is after 
mm-hmm. essentially the next morning when she just leaves that bruise out for all to see, which is her mm-hmm. prerogative. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason to hide it. Um, and then she, her and Tamla and Lucian are going kind of back and forth about it. And they try to essentially be like, hey, it's then you should have stayed in your room. Like, no, it's not her fault. Yeah. <laughs> so she yells fairy pig at them, which was already very funny. Huh. But then she goes to paint. And it took me, the quote is, it took me a couple of hours to stop painting little portraits of Tamlin and Lucian with pigs' features. But as I finished the last one, two fairy pigs wallowing in their own filth, I would call it, <laughs> I smiled into the clear, bright light of my private painting room. The Tamlin I knew had uh, had returned, and it made me happy. Mm-hmm. Less about the Tamlin part, but more about her the, painting. The pig, little, yes. Little comments of the pig. The yes. Pig. I like <laughs> I that, like, too. Good job. Yeah, that's that's a way to get out of your frustration. I like that. Yeah, no, I really liked that part, too. I was like, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, which I can't find that, of course. But... Um, yeah, I, I definitely giggled and was happy to read that part. Um, cause that would be something that I would do. Like, I would be like, oh, well, you want to be a jerk to me? Well, I'm going to make you, you know, enhance your worst features. Um, <laughs> in, um, for those of you who want to turn to that, it is top of page 200. Just cause you gave great descriptions on where your quote was. That's where my quote came from. Gotcha. Directly. Um, but yeah, let me think. I think the last thing we have is a question. Mm-hmm. And my question is, it's very much more localized on the book, but um, we kind of don't know that much about that Ator. So I think we all build, we know feathery wings and bad voice. That's about it. Mm -hmm. What would make it look the scariest to you? So what features would it have that would make it the scariest to you? Because I I very much am picturing like uh, one of the orcs from Lord of the Rings that had the wings. And it's just very much like all leathery and like Smeagol with wings almost. That would be very scary as long uh-huh. as it's like not the Spiegel voice, obviously, but uh, that that's what I picture. And I think that would like keep be the thing that kept me up at night. Um, I think to me, the scariest feature that someone can have is whenever they are invoking terror and enjoying it and the Mm -hmm. just the creepy grin that they always get you know it's like always just like you hate this you are in pain you are terrified and i am loving it and just like psychopath yes it's the psychopathic grin and like i for some reason i picture just like all fangs and you know just like the word almost like the Cheshire cat, but mm. worse, you but know, with like shark teeth. Yes. With shark teeth. And, you know, just like, yeah. Um, have you seen the movie truth or dare whenever the, like the Lucy Hale's face turns into like just a monster whenever they go truth or dare. How have you watched that? I haven't. No, I, I just watched, watched the that. trailer. I just watched the trailer. Why did um, you watch the trailer? Because it came up on my phone. It was like an ad in Snapchat or something. You didn't sleep that night, did you? I know I didn't. But, like, her face, when it changes, I think that's the name of it. Truth or Dare? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah I think that's right. When her face changes from just her regular Lucy Hale to god-awful, psychopathic, terrifying, just creepy grin that would be the scariest thing for me Mm. i think we could stack those and then it would be both terrifying both of our answers smeagol with that face with wings oh yeah yeah i don't think i'd want that near me (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, same the same yeah no um yeah that's a great question that's a terrifying question to me but like so I, i'll read it reply. yeah I'll read you reply. you can read those replies and i will read you know about your um what your what your special quality skills are that's what i will read 
Brayden will talk about hidden talents. I'll talk about worst nightmares. Yes. <laughs> can you oh my can you God. find the difference between us yet? It's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, this was great. This was fun. And um, I think we've come to the end of this. So do we want to say a cheers with our disgusting ass drink? Yes, I I will say a cheers. I, will I don't say know if I I'll drink put, it, but like. I put more Fanta in mine. So much mine's much more tolerable now. It's almost Fanta's way too far away from me right now. But that's why you have a fiance. <laughs> that's his job, right? Fiancés are the same as butlers. That's how it works. Well, right? in season one episode one you can hear every time that he goes in and out of the apartment and whenever he opens the balcony door as a plane is going over so i'm not calling him out here he'll be too loud (laughs) Um, he's not a quiet boy no he's not but he's precious so i'll 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 deal with him he's good (laughs) is he are you sure (laughs) yeah i mean i've already committed to it so you know what, what can i do um but yeah so this was great awesome cheers okay cheers for more information and updates follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at sips and subtext if you like what you're listening to make sure you subscribe and follow us And if you're feeling extra nerdy, give us a buzzed worthy review.